From the Zoomtown Studios in beautiful Bend, Oregon, it's Truth in Lending. The podcast for mortgage people by mortgage people. Today is September 6, 2022, and this is my fifth take. It's our season finale, ladies and gentlemen, and today we are saluting our heroes. Jenna Jacobson with Nine Bark Real Estate is here in the studio to talk all things Homes for Heroes and what that program can do for your business, as well as how you can help your community. And now, finally, your host <laughs> of Truth in Lending, Randy Vance and Carl Pelcher. <laughs> oh, thank you for the intro, Joey. I, we are so glad to have you back, and that was your fifth take, but I think we're keeping that one. That's it great. It was fantastic. Okay, it's my turn to do the disclaimer. Truth in Lending is an informative and industry-diverse podcast designed to help mortgage professionals and consumers alike. As mortgage professionals, anytime we are giving our opinion or advice related to the mortgage world, we are doing licensed activity, in which case we must disclose our unique identifiers. Randy Vance, NMLS 1455628, Synergy One Lending, NMLS 1907235, Equal Housing Lender. Katie Pelcher, NMLS 1588514, Loan Depot, NMLS 1744457, Equal Housing Lender. That's Katie, not Carl, but I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so this is our final episode of the first season in Truth in Lending. And our plan was to be cheerful and positive, unlike all the doom and gloom we've had all season. Um, I've been yeah, we're going to take teach, a break from that. I've been trying to teach Randy cheerfulness and positivity this mm-hmm. entire season, but we're going to we're going to stick to that plan. Um, but first, we want to slow it down to highlight a tragic event that happened here in Bend, our beautiful little town, just last week. So last Sunday evening, around 7 p.m., our busiest grocery store was targeted by a gunman. And two innocent lives were taken by the horrific event. Uh, Many others were scarred by the physical and emotional effects of having a shooting happen in their own town. Uh, Bend is not alone in this. Mass shootings have been on the rise across our country, and the aftershock of the tragedy lays heavy on the whole community. I don't want to discredit that pain and loss that is felt through those times, but I do want to direct the attention of the story to the heroes of that night. Mm. So this is where we turn it around a little bit. Yeah. The first victim, Glenn Edward Bennett, is was 84, and he was shot in the front of the store where bystanders um, pulled went back into the store during the shooting to bring him out to safety and perform life-saving attempts before transporting him to the nearby hospital. Meanwhile, the second victim, who worked at Safeway, Donald Ray Surratt, 66, fought the shooter with an attempt to disarm him, and the shooter took his own life shortly thereafter. Mm. It's worth noting that both victims were U.S. veterans. So these heroes deserve recognition, recognition, um, but the heroism continued in so many other ways that night. Ben police were on scene in less than three minutes from the first 911 call. That was a really amazing um, statistic to hear. And Ben Fire and Medics responded to the injured parties. Nurses, doctors, and all of their hospital staff prepared for their roles, and they actually shut down the the hospital to to handle that um, potential oncoming traffic, I guess, Mm -hmm. if I wanted to say there. Um, The jobs, these jobs, sorry, uh, these jobs bear weight that many of us will never have to imagine. And because of that, first, we want to say thank you to the teachers, firefighters, EMS, law enforcement, military, and healthcare professionals for all that they do day in and day out for our community. But secondly, we want to talk about the program that our industry has that provides recognition for these roles. So with that, 
I'll kick it over to Randy to properly introduce our guests with cheerfulness and positivity going forward. <laughs> Katie, thank you for that. That was that was very poignant and um, also very emotional. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been it's been kind of a rough week and a half in our little town and our little community. Yeah. And it'll be um, you know, hard. it's great that the heroes stepped up. Uh, where they needed to and that's why we're really dedicating this whole episode uh, to our heroes and what we can do to help them yeah so without further ado I would love to introduce my good friend Jenna Jacobson with Nine Bark Real Estate I'm here to talk a little bit about Homes for Heroes with today welcome to the show thanks for having me yeah thank you for joining us so um, just tell us a little bit about yourself who is Jenna and what do you do So I am a local real estate broker here in Central Oregon, and I'm co-owner of Nine Bark Real Estate. It's a new brokerage that Curtis Delamarter and Ashley Neff and I opened in April. Um, I've been here my whole life, practicing real estate for about four years, and I love every second of it. That's awesome. Wow, only four years. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Because I've heard your name so much, so you're killing it. (laughs) Thank you. How many dogs do you have? How many dogs? Yeah. Just one. Just one? One for a baby. Yeah. And I have a cat. Five's a really good number. Five dogs. Yeah. I don't have time for that. I'm well, busy driving do, all over Central Oregon. That's why my wife five? works from home. You have five dogs? Yes, we have five dogs. I did what? not realize we that. We have five acres. We need one dog per acre. Oh, perfect. It's simple okay. math. Well, I got a Maine Coon cat, and she just terrorizes my dog constantly, so it feels like I have five dogs. Oh, perfect. There's that. So um, let's get to the meat and potatoes of the show. Give us kind of an overview of what Homes for Heroes is. I know... Um, a lot of our listeners may have heard about the program, don't really understand how it works from your side um, or is from the lender side. So just kind of give us a brief overview of what it is and how it helps. Yeah. So Homes for Heroes is a national program that was created right after 9-11. And it's a program that partners with real estate brokers and lenders across the country. Mm -hmm. So you have some and wherever you're located, you have those people. And it allows us to give cash back to buyers and sellers after closing. And that's specifically if you fall within the hero group, Mm -hmm. which would be firefighters, law enforcement, EMS, healthcare professionals and veterans, um, any active military or veterans. Wow. Awesome. And and what made you choose to start participating in it? So my background is actually healthcare. So I went to college, got a bachelor's, bachelor's degree in ultrasound, and mm. then I came home back to Bend, and I worked at St. Charles um, in the ultrasound industry for four years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of my sphere, we call it sphere when you're in the <laughs> real estate industry, you know, the people that you know. So yeah. when I was starting out, like my sphere is half healthcare professionals. Yep. Well, everybody knows at least 10 real estate agents. So I'm like, how? <laughs> at least you know, in they, Central Oregon. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> so I'm like, how, how do I get these people that they know and love and trust me, but how do I get them to choose me over, you know, the 10 other great real estate agents that they know? And so I heard about Homes for Heroes. One, I'm like, well, this is an awesome program that gives back to these people that I care about, my clients. It allows me to give back to my community, um, but it also kind of gives me a leg up and like having me stand out to where they might choose me over somebody else. Yeah. So how does it, how does Homes for Heroes benefit buyers? So it actually benefits buyers and sellers. So it's the same. Um, So they get uh, 25% of my commission. So at closing, they take 30%. Escrow takes 30% of my commission check, Mm -hmm. sends it to Homes for Heroes. They keep 5% for the Homes for Heroes Foundation, which goes towards grants and such to help out other heroes. And then they actually write 25% um, commission check back to the buyer or seller. So either side. And I've done both. What I love about that is it just shows how much you care about all those, the heroes that are in that community too. It's generosity 
straight out of your pocket. And so it's much more appreciated and it makes the clients feel like you're on their side every step of the way. Absolutely. It's, it's so much more too, you know, so as lenders, um, to be part of Homes for Heroes, we pay, um, I believe it's a $1,750 uh, annual fee. Mm-hmm. And you have to be with a Homes for Heroes approved lender or work for one. And then essentially you choose uh, what you're going to give the hero. Right. And it goes towards their closing costs or can go towards buying the rate down or improving their loan situation. Um, you know, so for me in particular, I, I do a thousand dollars, um, just straight across. It doesn't matter if people are, you know, borrowing 50,000 or a million, it's just straight across. Uh, so Jenna, how has homes for heroes benefited your book of business? And would you recommend other agents to look into it? Yeah. So when I first, when I first signed up, I mean, I kind of touched on that already. It was to kind of set me apart from other real estate agents that you may know. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's kind of evolved more than that. A lot of these heroes that I'm giving these perks to, I know a lot of them. I've been in central Oregon my whole life. So it's, you know, friends, coworkers, family, but I've also gotten other, you know, leads and referrals to other Mm -hmm. heroes over time, but it's kind of, it's really special. Like when you close on a house or sell a house, congratulations, you now have a ha- have a new house or you sold your house, whatever it is, and that's super exciting. But on top of that, now it's, hey, you're also going to get a check back from Homes for Heroes for this amount. And like they knew that. They signed yeah. up for this program. They knew they were going to get that. But they're like, what? Thank you. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, that's amazing. I'm like, no, thank you for seriously, for giving back to your community, for everything that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like if we didn't have you in your industry – like, what would we do? We yeah. need you. And every single time they look at me like, you're welcome. You know, like kind of taken <laughs> back. Like they don't know like how to react. Like they're my friend or family or, you know, even if they weren't, like we've gotten to know each other through the transaction and they know my personality and it's all fun and playful and stuff. But it actually gives me an opportunity to say like, no, seriously, thank you yeah. for everything that you're wow. doing. And they don't and get that enough. No, uh-huh. they don't. And so that's kind of one of my favorite things about Homes for Heroes. It's really evolved over yeah. time. But I love that. It's you know that's that's a great testimonial for Homes for Heroes because I've I've heard so many people in the past have just gotten into it because they want to build their book of business, but then it becomes personal, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It becomes wow, I'm I'm able to give this part back to someone who gives so much to the community, yeah. Yeah. and I and I feel that's what I end up hearing most people who have done Homes for Heroes for a while and continue to do it is now it's not so much about building your book of business. While that is a nice side effect, yeah. mm-hmm. right? You're also giving a, a pretty significant chunk of what you would stand to make in a normal transaction yes. um, to the hero. So mm-hmm. like that's that's got to feel pretty doggone good. Yeah. So what is that? What's the fees to you as an agent for other agents that might be thinking about getting into it? And how does the buyer receive that benefit? And is there a max benefit? Kind of what are the details to it? Yeah. So I don't remember exactly how much it costs me to sign up. It's just like an auto every year. I think it's like 1500 or 1600 a year if you pay for the whole year or you can pay a monthly, whatever works for you. Um, and that's the fee that goes directly to Homes for Heroes to make mm-hmm. you a designated agent. And then on every transaction that you're working with a hero, you give 30% to, the, to Homes for Heroes Foundation and they give 25% back to the mm-hmm. buyer and seller. You know, true that's story. Awesome. Right as we were getting ready to record this, I got a call from Heather, my Homes for Heroes rep yeah. from Minnesota. I heard you out there. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so, I was like, wow, is this just not a weird coincidence? We're getting ready to record a podcast about Homes time. for Heroes and she was just calling to check in. So, awesome. is your, are your ears burning or itching or right. your palms itching? That's <laughs> just the way the universe we're works sometimes. But, you know, I would say from, uh, you know, from a lender's perspective, 
we we're not giving as much, but being able to be part of that transaction, part of that transaction, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think is huge. And they're not necessarily getting money directly in their pocket, but they're getting money off of you know yeah. closing they still costs get that benefit. or yeah. So they still get the they still get the benefit. It's not quite twenty five percent of a commission. <laughs> and, and you know, there's different lenders. I, I will say different lenders pick different percentages. So mm-hmm. there may be some lenders out there that do give. Um, you know, more than 25%. So I don't want to speak for everyone there. Disclaimer. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Um, So kind of flipping this back to how the market's going, because I'm really good about talking about gloom and doom. (laughs) uh, Katie was really trying to make an effort to have me be positive. positive. And I am cheerful. I've got a smile (laughs) on my face. Everybody's got a smile in the room today. Um, where After do you the, th- the third take? We all just started laughing. <laughs> yeah, way to loosen Was us it like up. Seven takes. <laughs> Who's counting? Sorry, Who's, counting? Come on. Who's counting? Come on. All right. So, what are your predictions for like the next the next twelve months? Next six months? Next twelve months? Yeah, it's it's funny. I was thinking about this as I was driving here, and like the classic question over the last two years is like how quick our house is going pending and how many offers are in and things like that. And now literally everybody, it doesn't matter who it is, that's their question. It was like, where's the where's the market headed? And it's very gloom and doom. They sound like mm-hmm. super nervous and people that aren't even in the industry. And due to unpopular opinion, I think that we're headed into a normal market. Like mm-hmm. everybody's panicking because we haven't experienced normal for the last two years. And it's been crazy. And, you know, there's been a lot of blessings and it's amazing, but it's not normal. And mm-hmm. so anything other than that feels uncomfortable, but I really think we're headed back in towards a normal, normal market. Um, which Gloom and doom. In a normal, but normal market's not bad. Yeah. It's not necessarily a bad exactly. thing. Um, it's more sustainable for everybody in the industry. You know, everybody's kind of been like a chicken with their head cut off for the last couple of years, running around like crazy. And so maybe it offers like a little bit more balance to your life. And um, wintertime is like a normal slowdown. In a normal market, that's generally the time that it's slower anyway. So right. I think school's that that's... back in session, like across the board, across the nation right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like you know, Randy's gloomy about it and says it's going to be a very dry <laughs> winter. It's actually going to be very snowy, so it'll be wet. Um, but Unless you're in at Florida. Least, at least here. <laughs> I don't think. I think it's it, it'll be slower than we're used to, and then I think spring market's going to pick right back up. I think things will kind of level out, do whatever they're going to do. Um, we're seeing more houses on the market. If things are priced appropriately, they're still selling. Buyers are still buying. Like it's not the worst thing ever out there. It's just different, and people are adjusting. Yeah, you mentioned that uh, real estate agents and lenders are running around like chicken with their head cut off but so were clients for a while oh, I, was, yeah. I was like oh. what are you what are you doing no calm down it does we don't have to do it that's crazy if you <laughs> didn't <laughs> answer the phone within i mean or if you didn't call someone back within 15 minutes they were to another lender yeah i gotta get my refi done i gotta yeah. get my refi done i gotta get my refi done or or i gotta it was you know chaos. oh you know there's gonna be 18 offers and we mm-hmm. want to be the first one and we want to put our full price <laughs> offer we need the you know this right now and it's like uh like, let's just make sure we're making the right decisions. Right. Yeah. Like be, it's 11 o'clock at night. I can't do that for you right now. <laughs> I had a couple of those where it's, I had to set to some boundaries. A, oh, yeah. It's good to have a normal market for them, too. Yeah. So for sure. <laughs> clients so, aren't getting taken advantage of and rolling absolutely. and continuing on. So steering the ship back to our topic of Homes for Heroes mm-hmm. today. Um, do you have like a special story that you can share with us where Homes for Heroes has really helped someone or, you know, maybe where they were just totally shocked and thankful? Yeah. I mean, I've had a lot of a lot of really good stories, but one in particular 
it was my very first one and they were some really good friends of mine and um it was when I was like brand new and they wanted to sell their house here and um move for a job in a different area down in Medford and so I sold their house here so they got the benefits here and then I also helped them buy their house in Medford so they got the benefits there and without the um the money back on both sides like they wouldn't have been able to pay for their closing costs they were going to have to ask some family or reach out elsewhere because they just couldn't do it and at the time it was kind of it was a decently crazy market there too and this house was super Mm -hmm. desirable so we couldn't get any credit or anything for closing costs Mm -hmm. and so with we went through like the numbers you know we sell it for this I'm going to give you this much money back we buy it for this you're going to get this much money back and so they knew it going into it and they were like okay like we feel comfortable like we can do this now like because of you like thank you so much for doing this for us Um, it was a good chunk of change but like that made me feel good because it got them into their dream house and they're still there and they love it and they're raising their daughter and they got a pool in a backyard and it's pretty so special. you're saying That's that the awesome. the benefit doesn't have to be a one-time benefit they can nope. use it over and over mm-hmm. and over again yep is it just on their primary residence or can they also use it if they're buying a second home or an investment property yep on anything really yep Okay, wow. I that's, didn't realize that either. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's awesome. if I'm a buyer, I'm I'm definitely looking for a Homes for Hero agent, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe a lender, but there's no shameless self-promotion on the show, so <laughs> no, I'm we're just going to nip that right in the butt. <laughs> Jenna, thank you so much for joining us. Please stick around for the rest of the show if you want to, and... Um, you know, if you got questions or comments, you know, make sure that you email or message us on Instagram and we'll help you out with the Homes for Hero stuff. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you, Jenna. Thank you. All right. I'm going to keep it to the topic of today for our um, heroes. So I'm going to talk about things you might not have known about VA loans or veteran loans. In Katie's Corner. Yep. All right. Take it away, Carl. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, So your your benefit can be reused. That's the first one I wanted to add. Mm -hmm. Um, a A lot of veterans don't know that. So once you've done your first loan and you've had it completely paid off, either through a refinance or selling it, you can request to have your uh, VA entitlement restored, and then you can use that full 100% entitlement again. Uh, Number two, if you've already used your federal VA entitlement and Mm -hmm. say you didn't choose to refinance or you didn't sell that home, you might still qualify for VA benefits through a state home loan program. Gotcha. Uh, ODVA, Oregon Department of Veteran Affairs, mm-hmm. does not look at the federal department. Sorry, the federal entitlement. Yeah, so they do their own still, calculation. Yep, you can still have a hundred percent financing on another home, and you can look to use an ODVA loan. Um, it's not the only state. There's actually five states that have been grandfathered into having this. Uh, it's California, Texas, Alaska, and Wisconsin. But Wisconsin stopped doing state. VA specific loans in 2011. So any Wisconsin listeners, boo Wisconsin, get on your VA benefits and see <laughs> yeah. if they can reinstate that because they're only one of five states that are allowed to. The state VA loan. Let me just tell you, I've I've done a few of them, mm-hmm. and they're great. They're fantastic. The interest, interest rates, rates are typically better. Mm-hmm. Uh, their underwriting is makes sense. I'd say the only thing about it is because it is a you know government backed or or government sponsored program, you got to do a lot of things snail mail. 
but it's still so great. They the benefits that they're having it's really they're they, no longer snail mail. Yeah, you had their electronic had to signa- physically signatures. Physically mail a closing disclosure, and mm-hmm. that's not the case anymore. So it does make it go faster, and yeah. it's actually not government backed. So it's a conventional loan. So they do conventional appraisals. So anyone in Oregon specifically, I know this right. isn't going to touch the rest of the country, but uh, they do conventional appraisals. So a lot of people, a lot of agents are. Um, uneducated in VA loans. And so they think that a VA appraisal is going to be the the kill all deals right. <laughs> kind but, of situation. But isn't it funded and serviced by the state? By the state. Yep. But they only underwrite to conventional. So conventional, gotcha. uh, conventional loan um, appraisals. But also if you have less than 20% down, there will be mortgage insurance different to federal, but gotcha. the mortgage insurance is certainly a discounted rate. It's, Good. It's Glad I could quiz program. you on all yeah. of those things. I've got it. I've so got many it. questions. Thank you, Cody Cox. You've done fantastic on teaching me. <laughs> all right. Number three, the maximum interested party contribution or seller credit is 4% of the value of prop- value of the property determined by the notice of value. So unlike conventional, which can be 3% if you have mm-hmm. less than 3% down, or FHA is 6%. So 4% is one to remember gotcha. there. The seller credit, this is my favorite random VA fact, can be used for for the common uses, but they can also be used for gifts like a TV, a microwave oven, or a refrigerator, or they can be used to pay off credit card balances or judgments on behalf of the buyer to qualify. Can I, can I add one thing to that? Yes. That I think is just awesome. Anyone, when you're talking about gifts, anyone can give a veteran a gift. You don't have to verify mm-hmm. personal relationship. Yep. Literally someone off the street or a church, um, a friend that they just met, someone in, you know, someone across town that like a GoFundMe, yep. right? Gift funds can come from anyone on a VA loan. Which is pretty unique. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Easier for a lender. Yep. <laughs> and then the fifth one is that VA guidelines don't have a minimum credit score. So most lenders are going to have an overlay that have a minimum credit score. Ours has been 520. I'm sure that yours is right around there, but there's actually not a minimum. So yeah. those are my facts you maybe didn't know about VA loans. That is amazing. Thank <laughs> there you. There you go. Uh, welcome to the random room. You guys, 15 episodes. Holy moly. Seriously. Unbelievable. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, listeners. We started this way back in April. I'm going to uh, get a little nostalgic. <laughs> Just have a few things to go over. Um, definitely want to give a big shout out to our listeners. We've grown from zero listeners to over 500 now. And, and we've <laughs> I got people. I thought you were going to say five. <laughs> I thought you were just going to throw out a really low we're number. At, we're at 15 <laughs> listeners now, but we've got people in North Carolina messaging us on Instagram. Yeah. And, um, like we're actually helping people. So that feels good. It's and been fantastic. See, gloom and doom can go a long way, Carl. <laughs> just wait till you have positivity and cheerfulness. <laughs> <laughs> Um, definitely wanted to reflect on some of our guests, uh, guest experiences that we had this year. You know, um, Kent Newman, he brought in a lot of optimism. If you remember Kent Newman, we'll have, we'll have a clip from his show play, um, at the end of the segment. (laughs) And, uh, Kent, if you still listen, he is a legend and, you know, just keep that, uh, keep that head to a nice polished sheen for us. Um, uh, Sam Reel with England Volkers came in and talked about what it's like to be growing, 
um, you know, in a market where everyone sort of seems to be, you know, slowing down. Uh, Matt Grab was my favorite guest. Oh, Matt Grab. <laughs> oh, Matt Grab. <laughs> uh, literally came in. He came in on a weekend. Came in. We shotgunned some beers. Actually, we didn't shotgun any beers, but <laughs> but it was really nice. We're just, you know hanging out on a Saturday, and it, it, I should actually say it's Matt Graham. Yes. Uh, yes. MBS uh, Live. Yes. President and owner of MBS CEO? Live. Or no? <laughs> I did. I gave him some horrible introduction, and he he quickly his, corrected. To me. our defense, it was what he had labeled. You also, we also had your uh, mentor on. Oh, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Van, that's right. Van Melick. There you Sorry, go. Sorry, Van. That's how memorable you were, clearly. <laughs> um, I enjoyed him. It was you fantastic. Know, well, Van <laughs> taught me the three things. That's right. Right? Quality, service, and price. You get to pick two out of those three things. <laughs> in everything that you do, not just a loan or not just from buying a home, but literally yep. in everything. Yep. You know? You're going to sacrifice. If, if you want the cheapest price in things, you're going to sacrifice Service. Something. You're going to sacrifice something, <laughs> quality or service. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then obviously, Jenna, thank last, you for joining but most us. Most certainly not least. Yes. <laughs> uh, we definitely, definitely saved the best for last. I think uh, ending on the Homes for Heroes note. And Matt Grab. And Matt Grab. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <everyone else>. yeah. <laughs> uh, here's, uh, here's an interesting fact. When we, uh, when we recorded our first show in the middle of April, uh, rates were in the fours. And now, uh, based on the way that the market is going today, <laughs> uh, they'll be probably really close to six and a half percent for an average rate for a conventional thirty-year fixed. Uh, yeah, it's it's actually not been a, a beautiful day in the market. <laughs> and can I just say Time I'm going to enjoy these six it. weeks off until we start our <laughs> our second season, and I can't wait. <laughs> I'm going to go to Europe. I'm going to Vegas. I am going everywhere. Nope, six weeks <laughs> off. Totally. I'm just checking out. Just wake me up because my phone hasn't been ringing. Oh my gosh. Um, Are oh, you going to work on your positivity? In your free time? I, I have a so. smile while I'm saying these things. Just because you're smiling doesn't make you positive. <laughs> it makes me happy. <laughs> um, okay, another thing. Uh, what's the one rule in truth and lending, Katie? No shameless self-promotion. That's right. No shameless self-promotion. I think I've been busted twice this season doing that, <laughs> um, which is, yeah. Yeah, it's a little bitter pill to swallow. But, uh, you know, That's our okay. guests, they can shamelessly self-promote themselves. Absolutely. But just uh, just not Katie and I. Um, you know, want to keep things level here. Um, I definitely wanted to give a special thank you to Katie for – uh, joining me in this adventure, yes, you know, I had so done another podcast, um, money minded. We did two seasons with Heather Lowry and she was an amazing co-host and you had some major shoes to fill <laughs> and you brought a lot of ideas to the show and sort of what we can bring to make it better and not necessarily so self-serving. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. And, um, I, I have a note here actually says it's Katie. Don't call you Catherine. Yes. But, but you clearly, can call her Carl if you want. Mm. You can. Evidently, but I'm not, I'm no, not Joey. Happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> My full name is Kathleen. I will accept Kathleen. So or Carl for short. <laughs> or Carl for short. Um, you know where we start. You know when we started uh, Truth and Lending, it it really was 
you know, it was an idea of, hey, what, what can we bring, you know, bring the news without really having, you know, taking sides at all, whether it would be political or just, you know, fiscally taking sides, just mm-hmm. reporting the news, reporting our experiences, um, trying to give tips and tricks to people out there like today in your corner talking about VA loans yep. and all the things. There were a couple of things on there that I learned and I'm sure our listen- listeners will learn. Yeah. And we will continue to bring that to you in season two. Uh, but we've got some we've got some exciting guests coming on for season I'm two. Really we've got uh, a top yeah. couple guests. <laughs> yeah, we've got a we've got a top producer panel. We've got some uh, high up executives and some major major lending corporation institutions, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a top producer panel for next year, so that's going to be pretty cool. Hear what uh, you know, people, especially in a market. And I assume that in six weeks things aren't going to rapidly change. I mean, who knows? Maybe <laughs> here, wait. Let me spit out some positivity. We in go. six <laughs> weeks, I predict a refi boom. I'm going to have at least one refinance in six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be a boom over the last six months. And some mortgage coaching, too. We're going to get some mortgage coaching um, professionals on to give some advice and kind of their spiel, too. I think it would be fantastic to hear. And we're going to start getting people to call in from um, other places in the nation, make this a little bit more of a a nationwide show. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we'll we'll be implementing some new technology to make that happen and obviously sound as beautiful as it does now. Um, so with all of that, gosh, it's been a great first season. Uh, here's some of our favorite uh, clips of the first season. Uh, you can go ahead and fast forward if you've already heard these before, or uh, you can definitely... Maybe it'll make you want to go back and listen to the others since there won't be a new one coming up soon. Absolutely. Here they are. Both attitude mindset are a huge things. So I think the biggest, the biggest problem with most brokers is that they they don't educate themselves enough on on the markets on 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 the economy on on how look you know the globalization of uh, economics has just fast forwarded so quickly over the last decade decade and a half and i i don't think you know you can't just be a a local advisor anymore Mm -hmm. you need to understand the the market as a whole globally Another term I've heard is commission breath. Have you heard that before? If you no. have commission breath, uh, that's like my favorite term in this industry. And it's definitely something you don't want to be bringing Explain to different to clients. Is that you know, like when somebody has bad breath? No. <laughs> I think it's like if you're at a sleazy car salesman comes up to you and you just know that he's like really just trying to get the sale for the money, right? You just want to stay as far away from him as possible. <laughs> so it just oh, paints this really good picture. <laughs> but uh, I think everyone's feeling it, especially it's if it's a cold. Right? It's the smell of desperation. <laughs> okay, I get it. Now the commission breath is the smell of desperation. Yep. <laughs> totally understand it. Oh, I'm stealing that one from I, I you. I know, I love it. Well, real estate will continue to go up. I mean, you look at the, look at the long-term trends things and so once again people are sitting on the sidelines right now are making a mistake or people that are deciding to go to the sidelines are making a mistake it's going to repeat itself real estate's going to continue to go up continue to have appreciation rates will be you now history repeats rates go up and down they'll go down again so walk in your house now and get that lower rate it's it's the saying that i keep hearing it's the marry the house marry the house date the rate divorce the rent <laughs> i think that that's such a fantastic saying it's just a piece to wrap it all up. Everybody's a student and needs to be humble when they yep. do this kind of thing. Because there's always going to be some bunny, some bunny? <laughs> Is <laughs> it Easter? Bunny. There's always going to be somebody <laughs> that knows more than you and there's always going to be something that happens in the market that makes even that person confused. Right. And so you got to stay humble. 
Yeah. The, I go back to the conversation that I had with the guy that got me into the industry. He was my loan officer for the house I bought in Corvallis. Showed up one day and I said, hey, James, I go, what's it look like? What you do for a living? And he goes, come have a beer. And six weeks later, I'm doing this for a living. And it's been great. I mean, really, truly. Um, it's it's challenging. I mean, you the variety of people that you get to meet this industry is can't be beat. Mm-hmm. This is true. And now the truth in lending mortgage news. Mortgage News Daily's Matt Graham, not Grab, <laughs> published on Friday, September second. And this was a great, great article to read on uh, MortgageNewsDaily.com. Uh, talked about unprecedented rate volatility as markets ponder the next big move. And there's a graph here, and you guys all know how much I love graphs. Uh, but basically, the mortgage rate volatility index is something that is measured to, I mean, it's just that, right? It measures the volatility. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a massive spike, which you can see only lasted for a couple of months, and that was right when COVID I think that was a happened. day. <laughs> I think that was one day. One day. <laughs> two months. It says two months. <laughs> I know, but... And then the spike that we've had over the last six months is equal to about two-thirds of that volatility. But it's been longer. It's been slower. Mm-hmm. It's been more painful. Much more painful. Much more painful. <laughs> um, the Fed will be raising rates again on September 21st. So remind me to be at the lake or somewhere without cell service that day. Um, I don't know. You might get a lot of locks just before it because everyone thinks that their rate's going to be impacted by it. I think They've, it's going to be a half now. I don't think it's going to be another three quarters. That's just Didn't they say three quarters or one and a half? Oh, no. That's really? That's what they've been saying. No. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Is that hey, what the market's so bad today? You're not supposed to be doing gloom. You're supposed to be positive. Oh, what the heck did you know I miss? Oh, actually, Way to be one, positive, and half, Carl. one and a half or three quarters <laughs> could positively impact mortgage rates because they're actually fighting inflation. Every single time that they've done bigger rate hikes from the Fed, we've seen mortgage-backed securities come down a little bit. So I think that the volatility we're seeing now is going into it. And hopefully... Well, the four and a half coupon is trading significantly under par this morning. Mm-hmm. More than a point and a half. Oh, I noticed. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Unemployment numbers went from three and a half percent to three point seven percent. However, more jobs were added in August. Um, Reuters reports that even with the unemployment rising, the Fed is going to stick with interest rate hikes, which we huh. just talked about. Dang it! Teeth are clenched. Moving on to the next one. <laughs> Calculated Risk Blog reports forecasts for quarter three will show a one percent gain in GDP. So, does that mean that the recession is over, or that it never, in fact, started? I was so excited that we were going into a recession because it's good for rates selfishly. We'll see. Oh, man. Is that one of those things that Joey can magically edit out or am I stuck with wearing that forever? (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe you just said that. Uh, Ion Housing, (laughs) the National Association of Home Builders blog, reports that private residential spending on construction slid for the first time in July. So... um, Essentially, what, what what was it? It uh, it slipped by about 0.6 billion. So maybe that means builders are building less houses. I don't know, but I have a fancy graph on here that none of you can see, and it makes no difference. <laughs> so um, finally, um, be thankful that we live in the U.S., where inflation is hovering right now around eight to nine percent. Uh, the U.K. is at or above twenty percent. Get this: I read over the weekend Turkey is at or over eighty percent inflation. Wow. 80% inflation. Average rate as we record this show on 
September 6, 2022. Uh, well, you know, I'd, I'd actually checked from where rates were on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, 30 year fixed at 6.02%. You know what I hated? For what? everyone else that's been in the market, we, uh-huh. saw, we saw some improvement on Friday. Nothing ever came of that in our rate sheets. <laughs> and then I was yeah. like, maybe it'll come on Monday. No. Nope. No. By the end Absolutely of today, not. <laughs> by the end of today, rates will be the highest that they've been since we've had this. They'll be higher Mid-June, than the middle of June. Yep. So we're, we're looking close to six and a half, folks. Um, and yeah, that's but, uh, yeah, this is a cheerful and positive. <laughs> that's your truth in lending mortgage news. However, wait, late breaking. I have a sticky oh, on my yeah. desk uh, to talk this. about the new loan limit. It is uh, being widely speculated right now that the new loan limit is going to be seven hundred fifteen thousand dollars for a conventional mortgage. That's Obviously, a big jump. Yeah, high cost areas will be much higher than that. But uh, going from six forty seven two hundred to uh, seven hundred fifteen, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's a big that's jump. A big jump. So uh, quick and loans. Do you loans. think that a uh, bend will ever be in a high cost area? No, <laughs> no, no, we won't. The whole so state either. of Oregon will not be. I know. Um, but uh, quick and actually announced that loans closing in 2023, they're already uh, honoring that 715,000. So yeah, awesome. somebody knows something somewhere, and I'm not picking on you, Quicken, but I know that you guys pay a lot of litigators. <laughs> so you guys obviously know something. And I imagine that we'll see in the next few weeks while we're off yep. the air, we'll see other <laughs> lenders. Uh, Start that will to be, chime out, accepting yeah, 715. Yeah, accepting 715. <laughs> and that's when, you know, as a loan officer, guess what my favorite number is? 647 200. Yeah, but exactly. guess what my new favorite number is? <laughs> 715. <750. laughs> it gets ingrained. It gets ingrained in your brain. It is. That's your truth in mortgage lending news for the last uh last time truth in mortgage lending. Truth really? In, truth in lending. Mortgage news. Mortgage news. I'm so glad this is our season finale. <laughs> that's a, I need that's a few a wrap, breaks. I, I need a few weeks. I need a few weeks off. I think we'll be better at speaking next time. Speaching. Words, will come Words are hard. <laughs> Words are hard. Questions, I have so much fun doing this comments, with you guys. Reviews, rate us on anything that you listen to your podcast for, but you can also send us your comments to truthandlendingpodcast at gmail.com. Still hard. It's still hard to get out what I want to say. Good work. Jenna, thanks so much for joining thank us you, today. Jenna. Thank you. And thank you for Homes for Heroes. Yeah. Thank you to our heroes. We'll see you guys in about six weeks, Potato Heads. Thank you, everybody. This is Truth in Lending. Joey, you did it. You nailed that last line. Hey, that was one take, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> one take wonder, kid. See you in October.